everyone! Welcome to Vivid Talks. This channel will be bringing on social media influencers so they can share their story of how they became who they are today. They'll also be sharing some of their tips, tricks, and strategies along their journey. Today I'm bringing on a special guest, Ricky from the Chains family. He has over 5 million followers on TikTok and has done some amazing accomplishments. For example, he was invited as a guest speaker at VidCon to talk about TikTok and also appeared on national television in Australia. Let's hear some of the insights he has to share with us. I'd like to welcome Ricky from uh, the Chains family to our interview here. Ricky, welcome aboard. And I just wanted to get you to introduce yourself for those who are not familiar with what type of content you do uh, on uh, TikTok. Thank you for having me, Vicky. My name is Ricky. My actual real name is Thomas. So for, for all those people who don't know, Ricky is just a stage name that I started when I started my TikTok channel. I make wholesome family comedy content with my 94-year-old grandma. It was a really funny thing, but it's been really fun because I, I get to spend a lot of bonding time with uh, my grandma and who I really love, and uh, I, I really enjoy making that content with her. Yeah, it's been a wild ride. Well, I'm kind of interested because usually people start making content like by themselves. What, what got you started to start including your family members? Because I know you also include like granny, your wife, and your kids as well. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I actually did start making content by myself. I started um, because my wife actually suggested TikTok to me. I, we were at a train station and uh, <laughs> she came, it was, it was late 2018. She came across one of those, the millions of TikTok ads that was flooding the market. And she just suggested, hey, babe, look, look at this app. It looks like really good fun. Why don't you give it a go? So that's how I got started. I downloaded it. I watched it. And I remember that it reminded me of Vine because, I, I, you know, right, we, all yeah. used to, <laughs> we all used to watch those um, iconic Vine compilations on uh, the internet. So I thought, wow, this is, this is funny. This is cool. And I, I thought it was really easy to make content. I just opened up the camera and started recording. And that's what I did. Um, my first video was of me and my daughter singing the Frozen song. Wow, um, yeah, at the train station, we got 50 organic views in the first hour. At that point, we thought we were already famous. I, I thought, oh my God, <laughs> 50, 50 people have seen my video and I don't even have a following. This is the coolest thing ever. So that's how I got started on TikTok. There was no plan. It was just pure fun. And obviously, I, I got really addicted to it and I started making content by myself it's not until when i started to integrate my family members when things really got real a lot of people start working on social media just it was just a fluke i guess tiktok is quite addicting <laughs> and got mm. you and your family hooked is this your first time uh, doing social media have you done any other platforms before tiktok or is that the first one you've kind of hopped on to look i've been on the internet since since i was a teenager and i'm 33 now before that i was only on facebook you know I was on the MSN Messenger back right. in the day. Yeah, not as a content creator. I have made a few YouTube videos before just messing around. But um, yeah, nothing serious. TikTok was my real first attempt at being a content creator. I guess you're right. It was a, it was a massive fluke. We fluked it in the, the most fantastic way ever. <laughs> then what kind of gave you the motivation to continue uh, creating? I think it was the, the platform because TikTok was... It's so intuitive and so simple to, to actually make content. I, I guess the problem with me before as a creator was I didn't really enjoy 
that long drawn out process where you have to think of the idea. In the case of YouTube, you have to think of the idea. You have to spend the whole day planning how to shoot it. You have to usually have a script. It requires a lot of editing. It, it made the whole creation process a chore. And with TikTok, because it was so short form, 15 seconds, I have a very, very short attention span. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was really conducive of me making my ideas come to life really, really quickly without actually burdening me with, with all that know-how of editing and stuff. I, I just found it was really intuitive, a very quick way to get your ideas down on the screen and then out to your fans. I guess it's the intuitiveness of the app that made me really continue and make content and enjoy it. Do you think it was like the most important thing when you were creating content that you kind of kept in the forefront of your mind? What did I think was the most important? Yeah. I have a few different filters that I put my content through. Number one, it has to be different. Most important thing for me is I'm showing the world something that in a way that they haven't seen before. In the case of my grandma, it was really fun to be able to put a 94-year-old in situations that you would ne really never see them in. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> it was just really fun for me to get creative with ways that I could showcase my grandma and myself in a, in a funny and relatable and just in a different way. How does your family members feel about that? Like, so granny, does she enjoy making videos and your, your wife and your kids? They have no choice. Oh. I've always got the, <laughs> I've got the camera in their faces like all the time. So, oh. and I'm really quick. So I'm just like, honey, I've got this idea. Just do this, do this, do this. Uh, I'm very good at directing people to do things. And usually um, by the time they've already done a few actions, the video is done. And all I have to do is edit it together. And they don't even realize that they've made a, a skit or, oh. or a show. Kind of like in and out really quickly without them realizing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's the beauty, beauty of TikTok because you could, you could really uh, cut and paste the storyline together like super quickly, which makes it really fun. Right. So what do you feel like it's like your process when you make a video then? So the, the process also always starts with an idea. I'll be on the train or I'll be, um, you know, driving in my car and an, an, an idea, a spark of an idea comes up. It's all about the idea. If it's a, a skit or a joke with a punchline or a crazy scenario that I could put my content through, the idea, when it hits and you feel like that spark, that, wow, this is, this is funny, let's develop it. After that, I just write it down in my phone's notes. Then that's it. Save it for a time when I'm ready to shoot. If you open my Apple Notes app in that first year, I must have populated that with like 1,500 ideas. Oh my gosh. Did you do all 1,500 ideas or? No, no, no. So we ended up using about 550 of them. Oh, wow. Well, you made 550 in the first year. Wow. Yeah, in the, in the first year, um, we made 550 pieces of content. That list was really a, a guide to what we were needed to do next. And we always had something to do because I kept on populating that list with ideas as they came. Um, right. So I find that that was a really good process because the more you start to stress about what content you have to make, the less fun it becomes. That really kills creativity. Right. So then how did you get into your groove of like type of content you want to make? Is it because you did so many experiments with different types of uh, video and kind of vibed it out and felt which one worked out better for your genre style or? 
How did that work? With my channel, I'm always learning, learning from experience, learning from experimentations. My thought was always I needed to my content to be different, number one. And uh, number two, it had to be entertaining. Right. Number three, it had to have a certain quality to it, whether it be in the editing or just the quality and the potency of the jokes, the punchlines. It needed to have a definite beginning, middle, and an end. Every video had to make sense and had to be coherent, yeah? With our, with our skits, they needed to actually have some kind of punchline at the end, which made the whole video, like, funny in the end, right? We experimented a lot during our time on TikTok. One of the main strategies for us is to create as many replicable pieces of content possible so that when one of the formulas really worked, we could replicate that 10, 15 times with oh, just wow. with something different. So an example of that is we started off, our first really viral video was a series called Hip Hop with Granny, where <laughs> oh. Granny would listen to 10 seconds of a hip hop song and then try to mimic that with her like broken Chinese accent. I've seen those. They're so adorable. <laughs> I mean, they, they got millions of likes. And once one of them hit, we could put that one in our tool, tool belt and say, all right, we can do this because there are millions of songs in the world, um, so we can make this a series. Then the next one would be putting Granny into Hollywood movies, like remixing them. Oh. So we would reenact scenes from like Titanic, like an Asian Granny spin on them. And they, they did really well. We ended up doing Titanic, Spider-Man, Jurassic Park, and all sorts of different iconic movies. When they did well, we put that into our tool belt and we said, all right, that's replicable and it's really entertaining. So we can do that from now on. When we were like super viral, we had, you know, 10 or 15 formulas that we could come back to at any stage that really, you know, directed us into, you know, we could always make content that had predictable results. Right. Oh, so have you guys tried using some of those uh, uh, formulas from your tool belt and recreating some of those videos and getting similar results? Always. So at the end, we had a whole slew of different like winning formulas, if you could say. Then, then we just would replicate them. Having a lot of series gives you also a lot of variation on your channel. You know that they're all going to work. You've just built a winning system for yourself and you never run out of subject matter. You know that they're all going to do well because you've tested it. Right. So then since you've done so many variety of different types of, I guess, um, Gets. What would you find would be your most memorable experience? Memorable. Our recent collaboration with another TikToker is another Asian TikToker from Australia. His name is Jeffo. Uh, I don't know if you've seen him. He's got blue hair. And he does public skits. So okay. he'll go out with a potato and he'll be like, dance with my potato. And then he'll like <laughs> get people on the street and to dance and stuff. And he does provocative kind of um, content. Our recent uh, collaboration with him was very, very enjoyable and it, was, it stood out because you realize creators come in all shapes and sizes and um, they have their own processes. It's surprising to find out that despite how fun his content was and like how amazing of a um, personality he looks like online, like in front of the camera, when we met him, we realized that he was strictly business. He oh. was very calculated. Yeah, he was very calculated. He was very, very focused. He didn't really talk much. He didn't really reflect his persona online, which 
I felt was very fascinating because people online could have one persona, but in real life, they could be completely different. And that really fascinated me. And, and, and I really respected him for that because obviously the dude's trying to build a brand and he's super focused on what he needs to do. So on that day that we met, he was like, what do we do next? All right, what do you want me to do? Direct me. What next? Yes. It's like, all right, we finished this one. Is this one done? All right, let's go on to the next one. There was no time for rest. There was no time for time wasting. It was just like, let's get to work. All right, cool. And we ended up making about seven pieces of content that day, very, very short amount of time. So we got a lot done and I, I really appreciated how regimented and focused he was. Wow, that's really hard to come by having uh, someone super focused and not wasting time. We all need to learn from that too. <laughs> I guess out of everything that you've done so far as a creator, what would you think would be your biggest achievement? along your journey biggest achievement we just hit five million followers yeah, congrats. recently <laughs> <laughs> that felt like a pretty good achievement to us we've been very fortunate to have done a lot of things because of tiktok very grateful of the platform that they've provided us a place where we can showcase uh, our hobby which is making entertainment content we've been lucky enough to uh, we were invited to speak on the main stage of vidcon last year I was on a few panels and I also gave a, some insights to a f maybe a thousand people on, on the main stage. So that was fun. And Granny have also been on national TV, one of the national broadcast channels, a primetime show. So that was good. That was fun. <laughs> what did you guys talk about in VidCon? I gave away some secrets of TikTok, teaching people to actually focus on series, talking a little bit about the algorithm just talking about the importance of consistency, having quality, well-thought-out content. That's like an interesting uh, seminar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, you can find it online. If you YouTube Ricky Chains at uh, VidCon, you can actually hear my whole presentation, I guess. Thanks for the tip. I will check that out. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So from all these successes, what, what do you think would be the most challenging experience you've had? I actually have a lot of insight into this because... Everyone thinks that being a creator is a dream job. And yes, it can be a dream job. But what happened to me after about a year, we had about 4 million followers, is I had a bit of an existential crisis as a creator because obviously my grandma and I, you know, we've made a lot of videos, but it wasn't to the point where we could live off our craft. And also we're running out of ideas. And I think a lot of creators can, can relate to that. It's very hard to always stay, stay relevant, always try to innovate new content. One of these days, you just get tired. You, you run out of ideas. You have to assess if it's meaningful to you anymore to keep on doing what you're doing or if you have to pivot and do something else. For about six months, we quit TikTok. We actually didn't do anything on TikTok. Yeah, we, we, we would post like once a month, which wasn't very good <laughs> for our analytics and um. Our following for a while there we we really disappeared i i think this is important for all creators you need to pace yourself and you need to think about what you want to become and you want to you need to think about uh, where you're going and how you're going to sustain what you're trying to build you also have to ask is it sustainable will this bring long-term monetary value for you in the future so you can continue making and innovating and enjoying creating the biggest challenge is losing focus and also losing purpose creating content recently we've, we've found our purpose again 
we actually have realigned our content with having fun. We use it as a bonding time for me to spend with my grandma, which is really meaningful. We just less focus on the likes and the engagement now and more focused on making content that we, we actually love making, less focus on you know, the metrics and stuff like that. Yeah, that's, that's where we're at at the moment. Glad to hear that. It's, it's really good to be able to have that special bonding time with your family members. Usually, we don't spend the extra time with our family members, especially the elderly. So it's a really special moment. Definitely. And look, as a creator, if you blow up, you can really get bogged down in all the numbers. And it, it, it's really stressful. And my, my advice to anyone watching this is it's not long term. All hype disappears. So you may as well be creating content that you're proud of and stop pandering to the masses because if you do that, it's, it's not sustainable. Right. That's a good tip. Mm. Finally, I, I have a last question I wanted to ask you. If sure. there was an aspiring creator or a, a TikToker, what would be one piece of advice you would want to give them? Hmm. Oh, I, all my advice is really boring. <laughs> <laughs> all my advice is, advice is like old man advice. And um, wise and experienced, <laughs> not old. <laughs> look, my advice is um, you got to love it. If you don't love what you're doing, you're not going to survive. You're not going to last. You have to spend a lot of time finding what's true, to, what feels true to you. If you make that content and you love it, you'll go far because you can make it forever. If you, if you don't worry too much about the numbers um, and you build a little bit of a fan base, cherish, cherish your fan base respect them you know respect that they follow you and you know that they watch you and you know they're that they're fans of you and don't take them from granted because they're, they're following you for you and that's what they should be doing engage with them and and build build your tribe because ultimately they're gonna be the ones who support you th um, through thick and thin beautiful <laughs> well uh, thanks so much for your time today for hopping on this interview so I really appreciate that. All good. That. Yeah, this Thank was you. fun. All good. Peace. Peace. Thanks so much for tuning into my interview with Ricky today. It's not easy being a social media influencer, but I'm really glad I was able to share some of Ricky's insights on his journey to be a TikTok influencer. If you're interested in learning more about influencers for social media or want to hear more influencer stories, don't forget to hit the like and subscribe. I would really appreciate it. And until next time, thanks for tuning in to Vivid Talks.